listening to the adventures of Lonnie, the Brotherhood of Steel scribe, Clark, the veteran mercenary, Pat, the gearhead racer, Hazel, the traveling scholar, and Buck, the patriotic vault dweller. This is Rat Rolls, a Fallout tabletop RPG. Join us now as Clark points his pistol at the weapons master of all Nolans. How will he fail? I think I think he has to pull his weapon on the ghoul. I think just character-wise, he's not gonna let himself get unarmed like that. Um so he uh <laughs> just after he said he wasn't gonna cause trouble. Uh please, uh if you if you wanna try to get the kitty to come here, you can do uh charisma plus speech difficulty two. Go for it, Lonnie. I'm not going to be able to this cat, so. So I got a success and a 20. (laughs) Clark, you put your your fate in Lonnie's hands. (laughs) Uh, All right. So uh, the cat. Hmm. It's a complication here. Um, the cat has a sword. I can think of a few. <laughs> yeah, I can think of a, a few bad ones that are going to happen. Um, the cat takes a kind of... Lonnie, you're trying to attract this cat. Yeah. Um, the cat looks at you and hisses and then turns around and tries to run up the um, uh, the... Up, up the little stairway and walkway, and I'm gonna need yeah. you to roll. Uh, what is it? Um, agility plus athletics, difficulty two. Oh God, <laughs> fucking cut his legs off. Oh no. Let's see. That is not a tax skill for me. Uh, that'd be a full on failure. Oh, uh, so, uh, the you were kind of over, like getting the cat to come here. Yeah. Um, the sword actually scratches your face for uh, just one damage, uh, but you now have a big uh, kind of cut on your on your cheek. <laughs> ah, son of a bitch and cat, come here! <laughs> the cat runs up away and goes back in into the shop. Um, and the ghoul looks at you and says, uh, "Any other weapons?" I have the one pointed at his face. I kind of like the idea that he said that while the weapon's being pointed at him because he doesn't even see it. It's like, nope, nope, that's it. Seems like that's it. Yep, no more weapons. You should have known that a former assassin wasn't going to take getting unarmed. So Arturo Arturo gets up, um, takes your sword uh, from the cat, walks to the back of um, of the shop, snaps his finger in the air and another cat comes back down and um all you see this kind of like almost like bright light coming from the back almost like there's welding and um arturo walks to the front with your sword in hand and passes it to you um the sword has been modified uh he passes it under the cage um there is now a hidden pistol attached to this sword um and this sword is an, a new weapon it is a melee weapon called unguard that is a rapier uh that has a concealed pistol um 
in it. Uh, it does six damage. It's on the weapon sheet at the very bottom. Um, yep, I was looking at and it. And so... Six damage? Uh, wow. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's so, what my uh, pistol does, too. The one that is was pointed. Arturo looks at you and says, How about them apples, cowboy? Clarko, for the time Touché. being... Um, he, he will, he'll keep his hand on, uh, I guess he'll have to holster the 44 that he had and he'll pick up his, his sword that's been modified now and give it a nice look over. Um, and it seems like he's pretty happy with the work that's been done on it. And he'll ask Arturo, what kind of bullets does this take? Uh, he said, so he kind of looks at it, he says, so it's a, it's a modified, uh, modified pot pistol that's been attached to a, um, to a, a, a rapier sword, like, like the one in questions, about a 38 generally for, for ammunition. Um, hmm. really, people won't notice it. Um, they won't notice you have a sword, so it's, uh, it's not very powerful, but you may be able to sneak a shot in there if you ever wish, but only takes one shot at a time. Gotta reload every time you do it. Uh, one shot, reload, kind of like a musket. Six damage sword, and it's the pistol does uh, two damage. Um, no, you roll two damage dice. Uh, so, there. Uh, Arturo looks at the rest of the group and says, um, now that we've dealt with uh, old, old prickly pear over here, what else can I get for y'all? Y'all looking for anything in particular? So, uh, Arturo, so. what else? Uh, what else do you have here? You do weapon mods? Do armor uh, mods here by any chance? We don't have any. We don't have any armor mods. Uh, if you, if did you read the sign out front? Did you read that sign that says weapons of brass destruction? Didn't you like that? I like that. That's pretty that's clever. Good, I think you want to have a laugh about it. This is the time to laugh about that. I would like everybody. To laugh about <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, that's fantastic. That gets everyone. Come on, guys. This he clearly wants us to laugh. <laughs> brass destruction. That's great. Isn't that funny, Clark? That's very funny, Clark. Huh? It's all no hard feelings, Lonnie. Yeah, brass <laughs> destruction's pretty funny, huh? Clark is still looking over the uh, the modification to his sword, and you can tell on his face it's just mass confusion of how the fuck did a couple of cats weld this on in about 30 seconds? And I think the camera pans over a little bit and Lonnie's actually looking over your shoulder too. <laughs> like, are they, are they ghoul cats? Or are they just regular uh, cats that look a little weird? Right, the, the cats look like they are, they are, they are kind of ghoulish. They have fur, um, but they look kind oh. of ghoulish. Uh, they, they the, the fur is in some places and it's not in other places. <laughs> They don't look like they have skin falling off them, but they look kind of ghoulish. Huh. Maybe those are maybe those are really old cats and they've just evolved. That's creepy. I mean they're great. Hey, they're great, Arturo. Love so your cats. Actually, uh, Arturo, were were these cats with you when you were in the vault um during the Great War? Were were these your vault cats by any chance? Uh so Arturo kinda looks at you and says, that my lady, it's a great question. Uh, this is uh, Nermal and Newton. They are uh, are two of my cats here. Nermal. Nermal. And, 
and normal normal and Newton I found uh wandering the streets uh when I moved in about oh it's been about a hundred years. And they've been here ever since. You know? Oh wow. Back back in the old world, it used to be cats only live, you know. Max of like twenty years. So I've i maybe I've seen one that lives twenty one, but they're hundred year old cats and um I've got them well trained, um, and maybe some ways they've trained me. It's, it's, it's a mystery to me, but that's a that's the story on the cats. They help me out. They build different stuff. In fact, and he snaps his fingers up in the air, and the cats come out of the um, out of the little doors in the cage, and the cats uh, run up on Hazel and Pep, grab their coins. And then take their uh, take their claws um, that have it seems like a little bit of thread on them and start stitching the coins into their clothes. Oh, thank you. Okay, so uh, so this is happening. <laughs> this is amazing. Arturo then looks at uh, looks at Lonnie and says. Uh, Kind of shakes the gun, um, the laser pistol that Lonnie once had, and it's kind of flimsy fl- flops yeah. and is going around, and says a lot, of, uh, a lot of rattling noises that weren't yeah. originally there, and says I, I got you something way better than this, and and goes in the back, uh, reaches out and passes a small trumpet uh, through the little little hole in the cage, and Lonnie receives the Satch gun, which is an energy weapon, that is a modified trumpet um, that is also a laser pistol. Dice. So that's what he gets. Do you have uh, to hold it up to your mouth to shoot it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the, the, the Fig- figure out which hint's the right one because that's a mistake. You only make one. So so Arturo overhears this and he starts laughing, but he doesn't respond. Uh, so, Arturo, do you happen to have a range? Excuse me. Do you happen to have a range like somewhere where we can? Do a test fire. I, I I imagine that they don't look too kindly to firing off weapons in the city proper. I didn't know if maybe you had a. These are for use outside the city. And he kind of winks at you a little bit um, and says that. Uh, OK. That uh, they they don't have, you know, we don't exactly have a range here. Um, but I've been known to discharge a weapon here and, and there just as, as you know, my business dictates. So if, if it happens to discharge, just shoot it somewhere safe. Aim aim for aim for a wall. Uh, there's no neighbors beside me. Don't have any neighbors beside I'll, me. Uh, I I think I can uh, curb my enthusiasm until we get outside the walls. But Arturo looks at you and says, "I appreciate that." Um, at this point, the other cats jump off of Pep and uh, Hazel and jump onto. Buck and Lonnie and start sewing in their coins uh, with their hands. Uh, at this point, uh, he looks over at Pep and says, uh, now here's something for you. And he snaps his fingers and a cat runs out the little, uh, no, excuse me, the cat is up on, a, it's up on um, Clark, right? No, the cat is up on Lonnie and Buck. So the one on Lonnie finishes sewing, Arturo snaps his fingers and a door opens. And, um, all of a sudden, there is a big uh, bass, like an instrument. And uh, it's been modified so that it, it looks like it has a hammer um, kind of <laughs> emblazoned on the side. It is a very large weapon. And he says, uh, 
he looks at Pep and he says, Now, you look like a, a big boy to me, so, uh, you know, a big boy needs a big toy. And gestures to the base. <laughs> and Pep, you get the battle base. Oh. Battle base. Next, uh, he looks at Buck and uh, sees Buck standing there in his vault suit. And um, he says, Now, I happen to, to be a vault dweller myself, and I know that every vault dweller wants you know, the, the, the thing that they want the most is a, just a, a great boner. And he uh, <laughs> snaps his fingers in the air, and another compartment opens, and a big uh, trombone is there. Um, Thank you, And he gestures at the vault <laughs> dweller and, and says, uh, uh, please pick up your boner. And you will receive the boner, which is a blunderbuss trombone. Um, it uses a shotgun <laughs> shell. <laughs> and uh, it's a two-handed weapon. It's inaccurate. Uh, it has spread and it's vicious. You can find it on the sheet. And uh, last but not least, he looks over at Hazel. And um, he snaps his fingers. Um, and then from the kind of like a compartment opens up overhead. And uh, 15 Mardi Gras beads <laughs> fall down from the ceiling um, onto the floor. Um, Whip them out. And... <laughs> she doesn't get it. <laughs> uh, 15 Mardi Gras beads uh, fall onto, onto the floor um, and says kind of looks at you and says, uh, if you need anything more, I'm right here. We'll just make another trade. So what, you, what you've gotten is you've gotten uh, Mardi Gras beads that are kind of like bolos. Um, I think it's called uh, the uh, entangling beads. Um, and they do, they're kind of like a sneak-based instrument. Um, and so they ensnare enemies. Um, that's, that's one of the things that they, they end up I think up the doing. thing we wrote was um, basically when you uh, get the effect, it has the same effect of hitting a critical, but can be like healed. So like, oh, I can't use my arms or my legs or I'm blinded, but basically they can use an action to remove that status effect. That seemed to be the easiest way to yep. handle the effect is just uh, piggyback off the critical effects or injuries, I guess they're called. One last thing, he, he reaches behind his desk and... Uh, hands a piccolo over into the receptacle and uh, gestures to Hazel and says, an extra weapon only makes sense for the lady that had all the weapons. Uh, and so you also receive the Peking Piccolo, which is a small concealed gun uh, that uses 38 rounds, kind of like a pipe rifle, but you're able to, um, to kind of hide it away. Okay. And um, so the the... So I understand the um, entangling beads um, are a thrown weapon. It's like one string of 15 beads, right? It's not 15 string of beads, right? Although that'd be hilarious. Oh, no, it's 15 you get 15 weapons. You have 15 <laughs> strings of well, beads. Well, I did trade in like 15 weapons, so. Yes, he gave you 15 Mardi Gras bead strings. Oh, awesome. So uh, I'm going to put those on. Just, <laughs> yeah, excellent. Uh, Purple and gold and green everywhere. As good a place as any to keep them. 
I imagine I imagine when she puts them on, Artiro kind of gives a look. If he's an old world. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's kind of like yeah. chuckling to himself. Obviously, this whole snapping and and things from the various secret compartments. He's he, he seems very he seems very pleased with himself. Uh, he's the, got his own little jo- he's got his private jokes. Yes, You're a couple uh, hundred years old. You got to come up with your own inside jokes. Exactly. Um, and so he kind of looks at the group and says, well, that'll be it. I guess our business is concluded unless I can help you all with anything else. Um, how I, I have a quick question. You've been very, very uh, uh, generous in 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 our exchanges, Arturo. Um, how much uh, uh, do you have any ranged weapons and how much do they cost if we were to come like trade in some caps for weapons later because um i i will admit that i i would love a long-range weapon that uh could do a very uh, specific kind of damage but i have no idea how much it would cost or if it's even available but you're very clever it might be something you might be able to uh come up with um (laughs) Arturo kind of looks at you and says, "What kind of what, what kind of specific damage are we talking about here?" Have you ever heard of a syringer? It it's basically a weapon that will allow me to administer um, uh, various substances at a distance. So uh, I've I've read about them in in books. I've actually I saw one just not up close once and. Um, it, it occurs to me that might be a very useful, non-lethal uh, weapon. Um, not necessarily lethal weapon. Uh, that would be uh, possibly something that you could uh, come up with. Arturo kind of stops you and says, um, I, th- I think I understand what you're talking about here. We've got, I think, a weapon that you would enjoy. It's called the Hangover. Um, that in the old world... <laughs> Back in the old world, you know, people like to get drunk around here, and, and oftentimes, they there was some magical hang. It used to be like bacon and eggs back in the old world. It used to be like a cup of coffee, and then some fancy people got in here and started shooting stuff into their arms, thinking there was some like vitamin B seventy six or some sort of situation. And that sounds perfect. That was so kind of the our- last last remnant of of the old world. But here's the thing. This isn't a. This isn't necessarily your typical mercantile situation. I've had to make some changes over time, and I only give out weapons based on uh, based on your social status. And uh, from what I can tell, uh, you all only have one coin. Now I've managed to set you up with all the things that that you might need uh, for whatever else got you doing. But outside of that, I can these weapons and. This kind of stuff is safe for guards, safe for people that are protecting the city. Now, maybe one day y'all are going to have that kind of social standing, but I'm not. That's not something I'm going to be uh, uh, trading with you here today. It's not a you don't have the, the coin, if you would say. Well, that's that's fair. That sounds like uh, something that we can uh, talk about in the future. Sounds great. Look at you all. You all some respectable people over here not causing a scene whatsoever in my shop and uh, he kind of snaps, and uh, the cats run back after sewing all of your coins together uh, behind the cage um, and kind of take their paws and lift their goggles up. Um, and he turns around and starts working on things in the shop and now is kind of ignoring you all. 
Uh, I think we're I think we're done here, guys. You wanted a bite to eat, didn't you? I thought we were gonna get something to eat. Arturo? No. Listen, I'm a local. Let me. You know, you know, a good place to get a good sandwich around here. Hmm. I know of places where you can get sandwiches. <laughs> At this point, you hear some commotion outside. There's there's some like yelling or something that's going on outside, but you can't quite hear it. It's a little bit muffled in the shop over the sound of of essentially Arturo tearing up your old weapons. I'm home. <laughs> well, I have to say, I'm glad it worked out for everybody, but please, guys, next time, don't give up your weapons like that. It makes my job a lot harder. You know, maybe this is maybe this is me talking from a place of privilege, coming from a, a stable settlement, but what have you guys gone through that makes you so sketchy when people ask you... For basic things. We're here working for them. If our boss tells us to give our guns to the fat ghoul with the ghoul cats, just do it. I think in response to that, Clark will, uh, I don't know, lift up his shirt or something like that and show a few scars and be like, mm, sorry, I think I'll pass on uh, on uh, disarming myself uh, willingly. I mean, you got a you got a knife with a gun. I got a giant upright base. I got to carry around now. Yeah, I think Lonnie's gaze uh, sticks around on those scars for a little bit, just like I don't know, like just seeing it. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not complaining. He took he took my favorite throwing knife. I mean, I killed my first dude with that knife. Like, I had a sentiment, I mean, I'm trying to be practical here, but I did have a, a bit of a sentimental uh, attachment to one of those. Wait, have all of you guys killed someone? Oh, God, no. Uh, yes. Pep, um, Pep, you've watched me murder, like, three people. Like, Clark, yeah, I get it. Not so far, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's survival of the fittest. I've beat the hell out of a few, but I've never killed anyone. At this point, Arturo slams his tools in the ground and says, get, get out. I can't think you all are kill. Just I've, I've dealt with you all enough. The cats have run away. Get out of the shop. And he goes back <laughs> sorry, to doing this. Sorry, thing. sir. Sorry, sir. Guys, we on, scared let's the cats. Let's, let's head toward the fight outside. Cause you know, we love danger. So you all step out, step out into the street and you hear, you hear, <laughs> You're the official drink of Old Nolans here at Carousel Bar. You haven't experienced Old Nolans till you try it. Free for all citizens, open for all friends, fresh eats, cool treats all day. And then it repeats and repeats and repeats. Um, oh. And this well, guy is like is like kind of right in your face. Uh, the official drink of Old Nolans here at Carousel Bar. You haven't experienced Old Nolans till you try it. Free for all citizens, open for all friends, fresh eats, cool treats. Uh, the price cool is right. Treats. Let's go. Yeah, that's a good point. Sounds like food to me. Our adventures continue after this short break. Hey, this is Dave, the GM of the podcast. Uh, just want to stop by and do a little quick shake and howdy here. You know, shake your little hands, say a little howdy. That's what I call it most of the time. Uh, note that we are still raising money for Project Hope for Recurring and raising money for the New Orleans Children's Hospital through Extra Life. Our donation tiers are out there. You get to name your NPC. Uh, Nermal and Newton was a named NPC from uh, one of our donators, uh, which is always exciting. Uh, don't forget to rate and review the, the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Give us five stars. 
and follow us on social media at RadRolls. Uh, I want to thank the cast of Cody, Jared, May, Mike, and Jaden for your time. I'm going to keep it short this week. So with that, let's get back to the show. This area, this kind of building is, is like a dilapidated hotel across the street from Arturo's. So you all enter this dilapidated hotel and, and find yourself in a lobby that's kind of half broken down. The left side of the room is fully caved in and has like the ceiling part all the way down. So you can actually look up into the building on the on the uh, left side. But the right side showcases a doorway that leads into a big hall. This hall is populated by various locals on benches and some very old armchairs, and everyone's kind of enjoying a little drink. Uh, in the back of this room, though, there is a carousel. And there's a bar that surrounds the carousel that has chairs attached to it. Uh, and you notice that the bar kind of spins a little bit. Uh, there's enough seats for you all to sit at the, at the bar, and there's this nicely, lavishly dressed lady that's kind of shaking drinks and smoking a cigarette at the same time. Well, uh, let's belly up to the bar, boys. Is Lonnie still bleeding? <laughs> this is a scratch. Scratch. I mean, even it? if it is like the my the the um, Brotherhood scribe undershirt is actually a nice like dark red, so I think it probably blends <laughs> right. quite I've... nicely. Yeah, I'm just I'm just picturing him walking in, <laughs> blood coming out of his face to this it's... bar. I don't seem too bothered by it. <laughs> he is a local yeah. after all. Yeah. You know, another run in walk. another run in with puss and boots. Yeah. Yeah. Normal and Newton. Mm. By by the way, which ha uh Hazel definitely has like an astringent like witch hazel or something on her to help with bleeding, so um uh she's she's eyeballing Lonnie, but she's waiting for him to acknowledge that uh, he's bleeding and might need a little patch-up. It's fine. He's fine. Hey, Hazel, you keep looking over here. Is there, some, is there something on my face? You, it, <laughs> it's, you, you've, got, you've got red on you. Oh. You've, you've got red on you. Oh, it's from the cats, right? Uh, it'll stop. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's against gangrenous. Take care of that. From, from, my, from my experience, it'll stop. Okay. Do you, do you want like a napkin or something? You got one. <laughs> a moist towelette. Yes, a moist towelette might be a good idea. Um, I'm sure they have one at the bar, so let's go get like a coaster to stop up all that blood or something. Is it that bad? Um. Well, scalp wounds have the tendency to bleed profusely, and it is on your face. So yeah. It. Mm. It's I not do keep simple. the sword pretty sharp, man. Uh, fair enough. Let me let me get one in me, and then I'll have you take a look if you'd be willing. So do you all? Do, where where do you all go? Do you go up to this bar? Sitting where at do the you, bar. Is it, yeah, okay, yeah, the so carousel. Actually, or, or wait. Take? Before I sit down, can I like make a? Can I like make a little perception check just to see, like, what kind of people are in the bar or what's yeah, going on? Do um uh um. Hang on. Let me get out my. I didn't have my. Here. <laughs> By the way, I'm making a mental note, uh, Clark, not to have Hazel give Clark uh, poison to put on his sword blade in the future. Do what? No uh, poison on the sword. Nope, nope, no poison on your sword blade. 
because we people keep getting stuck with the pointy end. That's that's true. Friendly two, fire is on. Two out of the <laughs> two out of the four of you have already been hurt by my sword. Perception okay. plus intelligence, because that makes. Okay. I mean, nope. Perception. God damn it. Perception <laughs> plus speech. Difficulty zero. By perception George. Plus, okay. Uh, perception. Perception is a five. Speech is a three. So eight or lower. I got a 15 and a 16. Not rolling well tonight. Yeah, so you can't really... You, you look around the bar and you can't really tell who all these people are, uh, but it's a mix of ghouls and humans. Uh, you don't... You, you naturally don't notice any super mutants. Those would stand out. Um, with a, with a fail, you can. I will allow you to not notice any super mutants. Um, <laughs> there, there are none. There are none in there. Um, Looked like some fine chaps to me. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you all you all sit at the bar, and um, this uh, this lady is kind of mixed in drinks, and she turns around and and, and looks at you and says. Hmm. We've got a new group in town. Hmm. What can I get you to drink? A man did shout at us about cool treats. Tell me what you got for cool treats. Free. Free. Free cool Free treats. Hmm. Have you all ever been? been here before because we have some fine fine drinks here and if you've never had a drink from all Narlands, then you haven't had a drink at all I'm going to look at Lonnie to see uh, if he's been here before or is familiar with this place uh, not this particular establishment they're I'll, I'll lean in close to Pep. It's like they're kind of a dime a dozen around here. So, um, the the lady kind of looks at you all and says, "Have you all ever had a Sazerac?" Oh, I have never heard. I, I've never had one, but it sounds uh, divine. Well, tale says that if a group happens upon a certain spinning bar in New Orleans and shares a drink of Sazerac, then they're forever bonded by destiny and will forever, forever be entwined. And she starts uh, taking some, some various bottles off the shelf and starts mixing as she's doing the slow talking kind of almost like she's in the the Black Lodge and Twin Peaks, and she's about to talk backwards at you. <laughs> well, guys, uh, uh, if I'm going to have my first drink, this is where it's going to be. You've killed someone. Yes. And you've never had a drink before. Yeah, well, they're not what mutually What a wildlife, Hazel. Well, uh, one of these days, maybe I'll tell you the story. But for now, just uh, you guys are going to drink with me, right? Yeah, they said it was cold. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm watching them mix the drink. I don't know if there's a single cold thing in it, but. Um. So, the the lady at the bar takes the the cups and lays them out and has a little looks like a cube of sugar in each cup and takes the drink and pours it over the cube of sugar for each individual member of the party 
and uh, looks at you all and says, A customary thing in all Nolans is to tink your glasses and say cheers. I'll uh, raise my glass. Like, clink, clink, cheers. 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 Uh, I am going to point cheers. out be- before we take a sip that um, you're willing to trust this shady situation, but not the ghoul who is going to give us new weapons. Just pointing that out, guys. I mean, priorities. All right, bottoms I'm, up. Right? I'm already a sip in as he's having this uh, <laughs> soliloquy here. Like, hmm? Clark is like halfway through it already. Yeah. He's not listening to what Pep says at all. I, I, I said to him, Pep, your your statement is acknowledged and promptly ignored. <laughs> and I, so, I, I swing it. So Hazel takes her first sip and her eyes like cross a little bit and her mouth puckers up and she goes wow that's ah, that's a lot it's it's really it's really it's really something and she takes she takes another sip and goes yeah no i i i think i like this i think it's yep. really it's it's good i think i really like this we should uh probably get some some food going here too if we're gonna we're gonna session these. Man, man, uh, the the lady looks at you all and and says, um, "I'll be back in a jiffy," and walks out. She uh, heard she heard you. She heard you say that, and she looks at you and says that. Okay, yeah. Not like a, I need some food. Bye. <laughs> like, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Go get the food now. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, good good choice for a, a, a drink selection, by the way. Yeah, um, it's one of my favorites in real life. I correct. Love them. And, and this is a real bar that you all are in. It is a real, mm-hmm. it is a real place that I've been to yeah. as well. Um, at this point, Lonnie feels a tap on his shoulder, um, and he turns around and sees a, a kind of a middle-aged lady um, in 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 kind of street clothes, um, what you would see in New Orleans. But Lonnie recognizes her as a uh, member of the Brotherhood of Steel, though entirely out of uniform mm-hmm. and kind of eyes him expectingly. Oh, um, can you all give me a, um, give me a moment. I'll have what's on the orders. See if she's got any extra cigarettes or something, but, um, but I'll, I'll be right back. I'll uh, step away from the bar and uh, probably make my way like outside just to get some fresh air or anything. Sure. And I'm um, I'm assuming this person will probably like follow me out there. Yeah, they they uh, this lady follows you out there. And once you're out there, she says, uh, "Private Haber, report." Yeah, sure thing. Um, we've established. Uh, a uh, settlement um, at the um, indicated locations now currently named the um, Rising Sun Settlement. Um, we were recalled back here from uh, Ella Fitzgibbons um, on some uh, some personal work that she wants done. Uh, I was informed of the uh, Brotherhood of Steel situation, but not really 
much of the uh, exacts. Um, so I'm a little bit confused as to what to do right now. I can't even wear my robes in town. You've missed a lot. Yeah. This this city has turned against us. I... Everything that we have worked for seems like has been thrown out the window. I do have a few questions for you. Yeah, sure thing. I, I'm happy. I'm happy to answer any questions that you need. But uh, what's the super mutant situation in Rising Sun Settlement? Uh, we currently have um, two there. Um, there's uh, the, the first who is already established there by the name of Signal. Seems to be running uh, the radio there. Uh, the Her second eyes get really wide and she goes, two? Two? E yeah, the, the, the second we encountered on the road up here they were uh seems like they left the dome we're looking for gainful employment uh really nice fella i mean i don't i don't foresee it being an issue we we questioned him before we invited him to the settlement we we need the extra the labor the hands you'll need to report this to command what's your status within the group currently um, so I'm actually the democratically elected mayor. Um, they made that decision based off of my, um, standing with Brotherhood of Steel, actually. At this point, at this point, her eyes get even wider. Yeah, I um, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and. And she looks at you and says, this is not what we need. We don't need eyes on us. We've gone incognito in the city. And now you're telling me that you're the mayor of some settlement that's trying to. D Let's be honest. Do they know you're a part of the Brotherhood of Steel? Uh, who's they? The other members of the settlement that we sent you to. I was wearing the damn robes. Of course they know. She looks concerned. Um, and she kind of, she, she looks at you and says, Lonnie, you're the only member that we haven't had track of. We've been able to recall every other member of the Brotherhood of Seal back to headquarters across the river. And you mean to tell me that you have put us back in the spotlight again when we are desperately trying to be secretive about the information that we've recovered about the situation in New Orleans and you're out here galvanic around drinking a Sazerac? I mean, yeah, it sounds like it, but at the... I mean, I'm not sure why you're turning this on me. You knew exactly where I was and what I was doing. At this point, the um, the lady looks at you and hands you a um, iron chain and says, you'll need this report to command at your earliest convenience. And she disappears into the crowd. I'll uh, tuck that in my pocket and um, <laughs> rub my temples a little bit, take a deep breath, and um, head back into the bar. All right, so uh, at this point, uh, you you walk back into the bar. Um, what's everybody been talking about while Lonnie's been outside getting yelled at? Pep, how exactly 
did you make it all the way down here without ever having to kill anybody? Well, I mean, conflict is kind of a choice, right? And, uh, you know, my background, we're all about speed and precision and getting through a pocket, you know, like using some drift to get where we got to go. Uh, so I made my way down, avoided spots I shouldn't be, avoided people I shouldn't be with. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, yell really loudly and scare off, uh, scare off the rabid feral dogs. You know, you, you, sometimes you can avoid a fight. And wait, maybe wait, wait. I've been lucky and I've, and I've been able to avoid it. But you know. Wait, wait, wait. You haven't even killed any dogs? No. Who wants to kill a dog? What's wrong with you guys? Did, have all of you killed dogs? Uh, What's wrong oh. with you guys? They're just dogs. Well, they, if they were trying to kill us first, it's fair. Yeah, and, yes. You know, we were hungry, so, you know. But, you know well, I said, I killed a cat named Dog once, if it counts. Mm. You killed a cat? I'm glad you didn't say that in front of and our He show. lives in a vault. Was it a... Uh, in my defense, it was an asshole, so, yeah, you know, I feel like I was justified. You know, this Sazerac is really, really Um, at this point, Lonnie returns to the, returns to the bar, and, um, the strange bartender, um, rounds the corner with a platter of little Smokies, um, with toothpicks in them, <laughs> um, and, and lays them out in front of you, and gives, gives one to each of you. Um, and, and says uh, something to eat and she looks at Buck um, sitting there and says mmm vault and stock how is our fair city in comparison to your vault she was hitting on you uh, it's, she called you uh, fine stock. It's uh, different, to say the least. Um, there's a lot more people here, and you all have some strange ideas about how things are supposed to work. What's so strange about it? I gotta be honest. Uh, I heard the word communism thrown around, and it's, uh, it's concerning. It's concerning for where I come from. What's so concerning about the whims of a city? Well, I don't like how you said that at all. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't like how you said that at all. You and me both, buddy. Um, she looks at you and says, uh, Be not concerned. This is a fair city, and you seem very well equipped. I spy the boner. Oh, God, you can see that? I mean, oh, my, my gun, yes. Oh, my God. Um, she cackles uh, in laughter and uh, draws back and has a, a long fixture of um that's attached to a cigarette and takes a few puffs and um 
she kind of looks at the group and says, can I get you all anything else? Yeah, you got any uh, hand-rolled cigarettes? Um, she takes out her cigarette out of her fixture and hands it to you and says, anything for you, Lonnie? You do not recognize her. You're right. And, I, and I'm going to take a moment when I got that cig. I was like, oh, yes, yeah, cigarette. And she says my name like, Still gonna put it in my mouth <laughs> and take a few puffs. I'm just gonna ruminate on that fact a little bit. Okay, fair warning. Hazel is a little buzzed and maybe very getting to be very, very energetic about things. So, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yes, she's 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 game to do all the things. All right, yeah. Hazel, eat your smokies. <laughs> little, look, look, little dogs <laughs> yep yep you'll you'll want to eat those sooner rather than later oh okay all right so uh lonnie uh ella mentioned that we should go check like the old brotherhood uh headquarters or bunkers for supplies to get into the vaults um something like that yeah um do you think they left yeah, any something like power that. armor behind? You know, just laying around? Like Um Lonnie's kind of looking over shoulders and stuff because uh um just the, the, the general climate concerning Brotherhood of Steel. Um and I'll I'll lean over to Pep and say like I'm there's a a lot of eyes and ears here if if you recall our conversation with Ella my my first conversation with Ella um, you recall that certain uh, allegiances and certain groups are probably verboten right now yeah I didn't say at you least were in, a member I mean uh, right 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 I mean, right right just but just in, in general talk brotherhood well uh, you, we're gonna uh, we're gonna rob them blind, right? Because nobody nah, likes them. It's, whoa, whoa, so it's, there's you, gotta be enough power armor to go around, right? Well, I mean, it's, you're, I mean, if, if we correct me get, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but abandoned means there's no one there. Yeah. Like oh that. yeah, salvage rights. That's a thing, right? right? Well, mm, so like, like pirates. Mm, <laughs> Oh, come on, Lonnie. You can't get him just one set of power armor. I Did, did you see what they outfitted me with? I'm a damn member. Oh, I just did, didn't think did they liked you very much. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I can see where they okay. would get that. I mean, okay. I, I, whoa, I'm whoa, not. Whoa, whoa. I have, a, I have an idea. Yeah. So, uh, so there's... If I remember, there should be, there's like a museum of like, uh, like there's a military museum, like a, um, a war museum in New Orleans somewhere. Maybe they'd have, uh, like a display of power armor that maybe we could get a piece from that. Now you're talking I mean, about stealing from the preservationists, which I mean, I'm well, not recommending that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Woe be it unto me to suggest that, I still like, harbor any animosity towards the preservationists today. Well, maybe not. Maybe if it's just something that is like shoved in a back room that wasn't nice enough to put out on uh, display. Maybe, you know, spare parts somewhere. They might even have know. the sword. Well, I'll... I... Given my... And I'll look around my shoulders. Given my connections... There is some place that I need to go, and perhaps I can give you some more information on said salvage rights. With and with a big obvious wink, and I'm not sure if anybody knows that you know what we're talking about at this point, but you know, <laughs> Lonnie thinks it looks cool, like, yeah, salvage rights, wink, like, um. Yeah, Hazel doesn't exactly know what he's waking about, but she gives like an over-exaggerated wink back. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Lonnie takes that as Hazel understanding what he's... This <laughs> this poorly coded message he's trying to pass along this carousel. Um, like, yeah, so I... I have some local business. And... If... Anybody wants to join me, I guess that's fine, but we have a lot of leads. There's that one, the, that, wasn't there the fortune teller? The fortune teller? Uh, she's got, oh, yeah. Ooh, I, I want to go visit her. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm not down with that Grigri, so like someone else can go check with the fortune teller. Like that's. At this point, at this point, the, uh, the the bartender comes back and says, "What fortune teller have you heard of, Madam uh, Malvin? Madam Malvin, I think her name was Maleficent. Madam Maleficent. Start with an M. Ma- no, Maleficent. So it was it was a Madam. It started with an M. Do you, do she you know, kind of uh, Malavance. Malavance. That's sure." She kind of laughs and says, I know who that is. And oh, shit. And laughs and, and takes a smoke for a cigarette and then kind of walks around the corner out of out of your view. Uh, should we all follow her or just like one or two of us? I uh, don't want to get involved with this Greek Greek. Gosh. I'm No, it's never fun. <laughs> I don't like it. All I'll right, join. Lonnie in. And, and Blue Boy can stay. I'm I'm going after the creepy lady with the cigarettes. <laughs> mm. uh, Pep, you try you try to get out of your of your chair, and uh, you are a little bit dizzy, and you sit back down. Oh, um, uh, your nah, chair. I think I'm good. Give me a little smoky there, Hazel. Oh, I think, uh, yeah, you'll want to for a bit. You'll you'll want to load up on the little weenies, man. Use that's that's about it. I know you asked what meat's in it, and I'm not. I'm going to answer it by saying it'll make you feel full. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll eat some little smokies. Um, Pigskins. We gotta go to the the, the the little smoky skins. Well, look here. All all I'm saying. No, 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 no. 
No, no. Well, little, little smokers, little smoky mints. We gotta go to the little smoky oh, mints to get the boom booms. Look, these—I don't know what these things are. They, I didn't oh, cut. Okay, see. all right. So, uh, what were, what were we talking wait, about? Okay, yeah. Wait. All right. So we. Here's the plan. Okay. We gotta get. We gotta get into the vault. Yes. And the, the ghoul lady who was making fun of Lonnie. Yeah. Place <gasps> said we need. So mean. She was so mean. Oh, Lonnie, it's okay. We need the overseer's code. We need the overseer's code from the husband guy who's dead. Yeah, I think that's a thing. That's a thing. That's a Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That's at another bar, and I, I think maybe, I think maybe we, I think maybe we go. Yeah. Um. Maybe we go to. Maybe we go to that bar. Yeah. Let's go to the bar. We're let's go to another I bar. Had a great idea. A different bar. Let's go to another bar. You know what? Oh, uh, damn! I think I think we should go hop over to the other bar. That's a great. And idea. maybe That's... we could check and see if there's any bars between here and there, and then we could hop to those bars, and then it'll be a bar hop, <laughs> like a little oh, bar hop here. <laughs> we just, we can yeah. just guys, I'm gonna be honest here. Hazel's having a little too much fun with this whole situation. Bar, hop, just bar, hop, 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 hey, uh, um, and wait, what are we doing at that bar? We're, uh, we'll figure it out when we get there. When we get there. Yes. I think, I think we, wait, what? The yes. bar, we're hopping, we're yeah, hopping okay. bars. We're going to the bar, let's just go to the bar. Because there's the vault and right. there's the mean Got lady. It. And I've got beads, so let's go. Wait, wait, wait. Hell yeah. How do we get there? Hey, uh, bartender, uh, I wait, what was that? Uh, name? Does anybody remember her name? Wait, wait, wait. You can't ask the bartender where the other bar is. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. We just go outside. I'm just going to. Clark, we just go outside. Okay. I was going to ask if she knew the dead husband guy. Or is he dead? I don't remember if he's dead. Oh. Oh. Yeah, because well, yeah, we have to go find him. Better bring a shovel. Listen, I'm... And he's... Uh, he owns the Sweet Chariot, and... Sweet Chariot! That was the name of the bar. Let's yeah, go there. Sweet, I know, let's just go there. Sweet Chariot. Coming on to carry me home. Do we bring little smokies from this bar to the other bar? Is that rude? All right, I'm gonna Has lay down. See my baby, I had a. What happened to my purple baby? Roll difficulty five, perception plus survival. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yikes! Oh no! Oh. I was waiting until somebody asked about the baby. I've been waiting this whole time. All right, hold on. I thought the baby was still in the car. Not gonna lie. Ah, uh, that's a three and an eighteen. So that's one success. Um, you 
look, uh, uh, Hazel, you try to get up a little bit. Like, you're, like, careening your neck around. Um, You cannot see the baby. The the baby is not not here anymore. Um, The baby is absolutely gone. Guys, I lost my... I think I lost my baby. Wait, were we supposed to take the baby to the pigskins? Oh, no, I'm so that? sorry. Hey, I so... think we already did that. We forgot. Oh, it's look, we forgot. We oh. already did it. We already, we already gave. Oh, the let's baby face away. it. I was, I was, I was a horrible babysitter. Oh, poor Ocker shoes. I, I Abergine. His name was Abergine. I think it was a he. I oh, man. Okay, so maybe. 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 Man. I forgot what I was going to say. That sucks. Damn. Oh, no, Um, it's not a great place to be orphaned. (laughs) Maybe we left it outside. Well, uh... Yeah, you can't bring babies into bars, right? You can't bring a baby in here. No, everybody knows you can't bring a baby in a bar. It's outside. Baby, baby, he might be waiting outside. Let's go see. Let's let's go find the bouncing baby, and then we'll bounce to another bar. That's perfect. And, oh, well, that's not fair. We can't bring the baby inside. At this point, um, the group looks around, um, is kind of doing, looking for this baby and talking about this baby. And the bartender comes out from the corner and is uh, smoking her cigarette um, on the long pipe. It's a different cigarette because Lonnie has the the other cigarette. Um, and while this carousel bar is spinning, a blue dog hops up onto the carousel bar and starts walking and acting like he's on a little treadmill. And as the bar, circular bar, turns around, it seems like Blue Dog is just kind of moving this bar. Um, It starts to move faster. Uh, The chairs that you're in are moving faster. You're enamored with this dog, and it spins. And the whole room is a blur. Blue Dog, watch out. These guys are dog killers. Okay, so guys... Either this is a really good drink or the room's moving. <laughs> it's either a really, really good drink or this room's moving. The room becomes so spinning that it is shapeless and spinning into a new room of vision forms. A fluorescent light hangs above your head. They illuminate the science lab in front of you. The results on the screen read, Subject Success. You look up to see a floating human in a tank. A siren rings out, and emergency power kicks on. You hear a rushing of water from outside the door. Your assistant looks at you, scared, and begins to whimper. He turns his back, racing towards the door. You pull your laser pistol and shoot him in the back of his head. He falls to the ground. Outside, you hear a banging against a door with increasing urgency. You activate the emergency lockdown on the computer in front of you. The doors and windows 
to the outside begin to further reinforce themselves. You radio through your pit boy. Vault 18, critical failure. Subject in need of emergency pickup. You look at the face floating in the human tank. Their eyes open and they glow green. And the room begins to swirl violently. Hazel. The room begins to swirl and swirls into a new vision. The sun is rising over a red, rocky ravine. You look back at your group attaching saddlebags to Brahmin. A woman in a straw hat gives you a solemn nod. There's a dry heat in the air as the smell of rust fills your lungs. Waterside feels like the only solace in this harsh place. You sit beside your leader while he reads a pre-war book. The pages are trimmed with a golden hue. Words escape your mouth, just like my sister. Your eyes adjust to the light as you spy a bull drinking from irradiated water. And the room begins to swirl violently. Clark. As the room swirls from outside of the vision of the vault, fire has engulfed the building of the carousel bar. You're sitting at the bar. It's spinning. Where there used to be chairs are four poles with various horse carvings. Atop one carving sits a woman with a flowing cape composed of pages from a book, holding a bow, drawing a large syringe. The next carving is a blonde-haired boy in a red jumpsuit, holding a flaming sword in the air. Another shows a blindfolded robed man holding a scale that weighs a small gear and a sword on a chain. The last one showcases a power armor clad being, black as obsidian, with red thunderbolts shooting out behind the mechanical looking horse. You turn around. A man lies defeated below you. In his disheveled and severely burnt garments, he brandishes an odd coin. You hate him. You hate everything he has caused and everything he stands for. He should die. The blood of your friends is on his hands. He smirks at you and begins to draw his gun. Clark, what do you do? Uh... Do I have weapons on me? You do. Uh, you have your sword and your pistol. Can I use my sword to hit the gun away from him before he aims it at me? Yeah. Uh, please roll a um, difficulty zero. Uh, let's see. What's the melee weapons? Is it strength plus melee weapons, right? Right over here. Yeah, strength plus melee weapons would be zero. Oh shit! I rolled uh, three and a two, so that is four successes. Yeah, you got four successes, four AP. Um, this is difficulty zero. Wow. Uh, as this guy begins to draw his gun, you take your sword out. Um, your sword is almost in a in a glowing hue. It's impossible to see what your sword looks like. But you hit this gun out of his hand. You see it's laying on the ground. It has a strange barrel. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a pistol of some sort. 
Uh, it's, it's something like you've never seen before. It almost looks like it's it, it's not a laser weapon, it seems, but it's 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 kind of strange. Um, he smirks at you, and you hear a little instrument. And a man in a trench coat appears and starts firing his gun directly at you. And the room begins to swirl. The party awakens. You hear a squelch of radio and a voice yell into it. Paladin Buffont. Looks like Private Hair Bear drank absinthe again. Will the crew recover from their night of sweet release? And what do these visions mean for the party moving forward? Find out next week on Grad Rolls.